Everybody, we're back again with another scaring is sharing. It is a place where we share our scares with each other and you and you and you and, and you, you and you and you. And I today am sitting across from the ever gorgeous, ever gracious, ever, ever Jeremy the Sasquatch, the original Sasquatch Slim Rusk. Got to get that in there. The original, I'm claiming it. As far as I know, I'm the first using it, so I'm claiming it. <laughs> and I am with the lovely, dedicated, <laughs> determined. <laughs> Give me another D. I always want another D. Another D. Uh, dedicated, determined, uh, and delightful. Well, Brandy Joe, the Flame and Scream Queen, Planbeck. Thanks, Jeremy. Jeremy, you sound a little stuffy. <laughs> As I was just saying to you off air, uh, I am getting over the Rona. I got the COVID. But you were just away on vacation. I mean, obviously that must be where you got it, but did you enjoy your vacation to Chicago? We, yeah, we enjoyed Chicago. Uh, it was great. And it, it, funny enough, it was on our last day there on Monday, Memorial Day itself. Uh for those wondering about the timeline here, I woke up and was like, man, my allergies are real bad today. And just kind of went through the day thinking like, maybe it's not allergies. Maybe I got a cold. Uh, eventually we got home the next day, Tuesday, I had a vacation day because we were traveling really late. So man, I got a whole bunch of travel horror stories. Not only did we, we traveled by train oh. uh, and we were coming back late at night. It was like already, you know, uh, after nine o'clock and we weren't supposed to get to the Detroit station until about midnight, but we're in Michigan. And then the, what do you call them? A steward or whatever on the train the, you know, the train, the ticket mm -hmm. reader person. Anyway, she comes around and she's like, we just got word that our sister train in front of us was just in an accident. So that, you know, nobody's moving on this line anymore. They can't get into the Dearborn station where they were. So we got, we had to debark in Ann Arbor, uh, at like 11 o'clock at night. I called my parents to come pick us up from there. I Talk think about it, a terror train. Terror train, because we're like, we have no idea what time we'll, it's going to take hours and hours for like the police investigation and stuff. So, uh, you know, my parents got us from Ann Arbor. I had to go get my car from Detroit where it was parked. Uh, and, yeah, and it was just a whole thing. And then the next morning I'm like, oh, and we have COVID. <laughs> Oh my God. The next morning, uh, Sarah did a test before going back to work and she was like, uh, it's positive. You should probably get uh, up and take one too. And I did. And it was like, so positive, you know, the line appeared like immediately uh, on the, the test side. And I was like, ah, this is why I feel like crap. Oh so, boy. So excuse me guys, if I'm a little more Lucy and ramblier than normal, cause the <laughs> brain fog is real. Uh, let me oh, tell you, I've had that symptom hard, but I feel a lot better now than I did yesterday and this morning. Cause I woke up this morning thinking I was, you know, texting work like, Hey, uh, today was supposed to be a work from the office day for me. So I'm like, I can't come in at all this week. You know, I'm working from home cause I got the Rona can't come in for a minute. Um, and when I woke up this morning, I was like, I got to call off sick. Cause I can't even like think straight yeah. when i woke yeah. up this morning uh and then i slept like half the day so yep but i'm feeling a lot better now that sounds about right yeah well, i'm glad so. you at least enjoyed your vacation yeah and the vacation was good we did a of interest to the podcast we did a gangsters and ghosts walking tour oh that was kind of cool so we got like all the the blood and gut stories of like al capone shenanigans on top of like the haunted places where like horrible deaths and things have occurred in Chicago. So did you see a ghost? No, we didn't see any ghosts. Lame. I wish I did. It was cool. I'm a history nerd. So I love that stuff. And you know, uh, and I think you saw, you must've seen my photos too. We went to the field museum. We got to look at a lot of dinosaur bones, which is awesome. So fun stuff. That is fun stuff. Well, I'm yep. glad you have returned to us. I, I like Chicago. We also, I got it nerd out about this. We ran into Michael Shannon, the actor. 
Oh, you did? Yes. He, oh, he's so good. Is he doing a show at the Steppenwolf? We wonder. We were looking it up because we saw he does a lot of theater yes. in Chicago. And he's and from Chicago. Steppenwolf, apparently. Where he sort of got his, in Tracy Letts' early works, like Bug and Killer Joe. Yeah, because we were in a like a brunch place getting uh, you know breakfast. And as we're going to leave, there's like a man there with... Uh, somebody with him, but he was getting his like takeout order. Uh, and to Sarah, I'm just like, that's Michael Shannon. And she's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And I'm like, it is, it is. And then he talked, you know, it, it was like oh, yeah. distinctly Unmistakable. him. And he held the door open for us and everything as we were leaving. So was he little, tall? He's, he's very tall. He seems tall. He was like six, three, something like that. He was, oh, you my know, goodness. towering over me, taller than me. So, Daddy. um, but I was like, he d- he's not like a, you know, sorry, Michael Shannon, if you're listening to this, but I, w- I was kind of like on screen, he seems like such an imposing figure, but it's like, that's just the power of acting. Cause he just kind of, you know, he looked like he was tall, but he's like normal guy, kind of a slender guy, okay. athletic. And I was sort of like, oh, I thought he was like massive. You know what I mean? Like on screen, but I think that's just his presence, the power of his acting. I mean, really, they say it adds 10 pounds in mm-hmm. whatever way, muscle, whatever. But, like, people always do seem larger. Larger than, larger than person, life. They're just uh, tiny little things. I know. And I think he just plays such, like, forceful, like, especially the villains he plays in movies that you feel like they're so imposing. I think Take Shelter's on our list. Is it not? If Maybe it's, it's not. It I've never be. seen it. If it's not, it should be because neither of us have seen it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good I, to know. What about Bug? Have you seen Bug? I saw Bug a long time ago in college. Uh, and I, re- I remember like I remember like nothing about it. So add it to the list. I think oh, it counts. So good. Because so I good. should. I had a buddy that was like obsessed with it. It was one of his favorite movies, uh, and I remember watching it with him. But it was you know the days of pounding a bunch of beers while watching movies. I yeah. don't remember it well at all. So yeah, I directed it at the Ringwald. I think it was the first bloody play that I directed. Cause there's blood, there's like poking in your skin. There's pulling out teeth. There's knives. There's also the, just crazy, the craziest shit. And it was so fun to do. There's nudity on all fronts, male and female. Um, it was just so good. And You're then listing the movie all came my out. favorite things. I know, right? You would have <laughs> loved it. Um, and then, like, heavy, like, you know, psychosis. Like, it, it was the first time I ever heard of Fualadu. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but like, oh, yeah. That, that state where madness psych- shared by two. Yes, which is just so fucking fascinating to me. Yep. I'd never heard of it before. So that was really fun to sort of learn about and dig dig into a little bit. And then the movie came out as like our run was ending. And so we all watched it together. And I remember sort of complaining about it because it felt very slow, whereas our play moved very quickly. But I've rewatched it and it, it's really good. I mean, Ashley Judd is so good. Now. I don't like love her as a rule, but I really thought she was so good. And Michael Shannon is yeah. fucking amazing in it. Tremendous. In most yeah, things okay. he's in. So yeah, he's just so good. And I've never felt that, um, that sense of some actors who are really good and pop onto the scene. And then you're like, okay, got it. I'm over you. Like, like Sarah Paulson, like I still like Sarah Paulson, but there's like a little bit of fatigue. I agree with you 100% on Sarah Paulson. Because I used to, again, Steppenwolf, she was in some early Tracy Letts, like an amazing, phenomenal actress. But I'm just like, got it. (laughs) I I think she's got kind of comfortable in like a certain thing she does. And she keeps doing that over and over. And I'm waiting to see her like break type and do something different and it's i don't think she's radically like done that yet to like reinvent herself so i think if that happens i'll be interested to see that but right now i'm kind of like you just kind of do the same thing every time and you're good at it but i'm over it right now yeah she is very very good but but yeah i want to see her do i know she does american horror story but i want to see her do a horror film a really good one yeah yep yeah but listeners if you know i would love to know the bloodiest craziest play you've ever seen it doesn't necessarily have to be bloody but scary tell me the scary plays you've seen scaring a sharing at gmail.com because we don't have any teragrams this week and that's okay 
It's been oh. a long time since we've not had one. That's but fine. We don't have one this week. And you know what? Teacher Drew is probably out enjoying the summer vacation. Can't yeah. blame him. Holidays like, enjoy. are happening. Memorial Day just happened. Yeah. yeah. Summer okay. vacation is like it's officially summer vacation season. So I bet people are doing other stuff. They'll catch yeah. up. Yeah. They'll, they'll come back to being scared. They'll come back to us. Yeah. You, you know what they say? You let them go. And if they were really yours. Yeah. Yep. If they were really yours, they will fly back. They will return. <laughs> I, yep. That's Maybe it. undead, but they will return. Cause you know what? <laughs> sometimes they come back. I was going to say, sometimes they come back. <laughs> Gotta and come back to that old chest. And sometimes dead is better. <laughs> Jeremy, we had, I know you love my analytics. We had one new state join us this week. Whoa. And it's somewhere very exciting. Where is it? Hawaii. Whoa. Cool. I know. Isn't that fun? Hawaii. So whoever's listening, maybe someone on vacation, you know. Write in and tell us. Were you on vacation? You know what? I wonder. I feel like my friend Gretchen just went to Hawaii. (laughs) Was it Gretchen? (laughs) I think it was Gretchen. She probably listened to us in Hawaii. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she was like pulling up our episode on her phone when she was on the beach. And she's like, oh, I don't want to listen to that now. And someone over her shoulder said, ooh, what's that? I want to listen to that. Sharing is sharing. (laughs) And they popped it up and listened. I keep wearing uh, my shirt. A lot when I'm out, and in my brain, people are looking at me and going, "What is scaring is sharing?" And they're <laughs> so googling it. A big old QR code on the back. Yeah, I know I should, and I, I'm <laughs> hoping people are googling it when they see my shirt. Like, what is that? So. And yes, if you want merch, I think everyone, like our really dedicated people, have already got their merch. But if you'd like to buy merch, you can go to our link tree on our Instagram, which is scaring is sharing all one word, and you can buy merch. There's a yeah. lot of it. You Buy can get merch. panties, okay? Support your favorite place yeah. where you share your scares. And <laughs> uh, this episode, uh, it's the place where we share Brian De Palma movies. Yeah, it is a Brian De Palma. I was thinking, I think that's the most covered director we've done so far. I know, it was just, and I'll talk about how I got there um, eventually, but did you, do you have any horror news? Because I have none. I literally felt like I just read something like, oh, I need to talk about that. And I, I forgot. Sorry. I know Co- we already talked about, but the Winnie the Pooh is getting so much coverage. Like, yes, I'm it so is. curious. Like, people are like, what the fuck? It's like, what else is in the public domain that needs to be bastardized? Because I think that's a smart thing to do. Yeah, do some more. I was going to say Alice in Wonderland, but I feel like there's already been some like, scary like video games and stuff so that's already well whatever mcgee right yeah 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 uh that's already well trod ground yeah. now so it's like uh, i'm trying to think like what else what else could be turned into a horror story hey, what about like peter pan i think that oh. original story is uh mm-hmm. in the public domain so i bet you you could do like do a blood and guts like swashbuckling pirate movie with that that could be yeah. cool now, I know we've talked a little bit about video games before, but I remember this video game very distinctly, and I don't remember if I've talked about it before, but it's called Weird Dreams. Have you ever played this game? Oh, I've never even heard of that. It's called Weird Dreams, and it was like a PC game, and I Ooh. remember buying it at like some store in the mall up in Billings, Montana, and there was like a, I don't remember much, I remember sort of like checkered like pajamas or something. It's really weird, and I've looked up graphics from it before. yeah. It's it's weird, but it's called Weird Dreams. I'll have to look at that. But it was cool. I never like got really into it because it was like hard. Okay. And there was something like with a big mouth, like a ball that would like open up and eat you. There was, was strange things. Was it like a like an adventure puzzle like game? Like uh, what was that one mist that everybody played? Where I don't think it was like that. Okay. Like huh. you're talking about, like where you like walk along and then like like uh, some text would come up on the screen. Yeah, some text and no, be like, I don't remember solve that it this was like riddle that. or this puzzle to advance. But sort it of was thing. so long ago. It's like st- I mean, I was had to have been very young, like probably under ten or around ten. Okay, that is just when it all happened. Okay, that's when I remember everything coming to life is like being around the age of ten. Yep. Everything, and, everything, and discovering in life, cool shit. Discovering my body, discovering horror. It all began at 10. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) Wow, that was a lot. So what did you watch this week? Not not really too much of note other than, of course, the new Stranger Things came out this week. It did. Sarah and I had, we've... We've tore through the first four episodes. Okay. Uh, and I bet you tonight we'll probably finish the rest of it. But 
Yeah, I was like, I kept thinking this was the last season, and I heard that there's like two more coming out in July, like full length episode movies. Yeah, and I so, thought it was the last, so I was gonna like wait until then to finish it. Now I'm like, oh no, I guess I should watch this and then watch that, and then there's another season coming out. Yes, and there's gonna be five is gonna be the final season apparently. So, okay. but yeah, yeah, they released seven episodes and then two more come in July, which I guess are gonna be uh, like feature length episodes. So uh i'm i'm into it it's very it this season has leaned harder into horror movies than they ever have before now it has been so long since the last season what two three years like almost three like gotta be two and a half so did you rewatch them did you watch like a previously on how did you prepare we we planned on rewatching all of it from the beginning but then it this like sprang up on us. Like I didn't realize it was coming out so soon. Okay. Because we are also big fans of umbrella Academy, which comes out. It's next season comes out in June, which is this month, this month, it comes out this month. Uh, and so we started that from the beginning again, a little while ago to watch the first two seasons of umbrella Academy and get caught up. Um, and then I was like, stranger things is like later this year. And then all of a sudden I started reading stuff like, no, it comes out Memorial Day weekend. And I was like, crap. Uh, So, yeah, we just watched like a recap on Netflix where they do like last season on. So we watched that recap. And that was suffice. That was good. It refreshed us. We're like, okay, I remember all the broad points enough and like where they finished up last season. Okay, we were we were good to go. Now, the Umbrella Academy, is that with Elliot Page? Uh, Yes, with Elliot Page. But when Elliot Page started. He was going by his previous self. Am I correct? Very correct. And now how has that been handled on the show? Because he's still on, correct? Yes. And the promotional material they're releasing for the new season, uh, the character was known as Vanya. Okay. In the prior seasons. And they have said that the character will now be Victor. Uh, Okay. And I assume they will mirror uh, it sounds like they're going to mirror real life a little bit and bring cool. some of Elliot Page's real life into it and have the character transition or uh, maybe they won't address it. But I, I imagine that'll be a plot point for where they left left off. And That's fascinating. And they they had introduced enough emotional turmoil for Elliot Page's character that it feels like, oh, this could be uh, built into that and, you know, have the character in this wonderful direction, really, okay. uh, to, to mirror... Uh, real life okay um this weekend joe it was kind of a lazy weekend of sorts but joe and i watched watcher in the woods because he had never seen it before which baffled me because it was like the perfect age for him and you've yeah. not seen it i uh, know i i saw it as a kid okay and i remember it being real freaky but i can't remember like detail like i remember it scaring the crap out of me but i cannot remember like real details about it other than like i think i remember what like the ending is yeah, and it's crazy. Like, so it's not a fantastic movie, but it's fun. Like, yeah. I liked it. Um, and Joe liked it as well. The ending is very, like, sort of vague. But then I remembered watching there's two alternate endings because it was in theaters and then it got pulled because everyone complained about the ending so much. And so they redid it. And that's the one you mainly see. But there's like the, because the end is all very sort of vague on like this girl that disappeared and then like how she comes back is very much like, like what? But like, I think that's okay because in the original, like there's this weird monster, which actually looks really cool. I think there's Uh like this monster that comes and like wraps her up and it's like wings and like takes her away it's like kind of an alien those are two different endings and one of the alien one of them presents more as an alien yeah that's what i remember about it was like it turns out to be aliens or something and i was you know i mean i still am but as a kid i was so into ufos and stuff like any movie that had any connection like that i was like oh freaky yeah but it's it's fun and then Joe put on Dress to Kill like we did our like let's just put on a movie for each other and he put on Dress to Kill which sort mm-hmm. of started my like ooh Brian De Palma because it's so fucking good like I know I it said is. Blowout was better and I, I could probably go back and forth on which one is better because yep. it is just so fantastic it's gonna be the great debate it will be and you know I know we've talked about how it's problematic and while it is I don't I didn't find it as like I didn't find it offensive mm-hmm like it definitely times have changed, but like I, and it's not like they handled the situation with like great care, but like for the time, I don't think it was 
like offensive. Like it's just like I can look at Psycho, and I don't like I don't think that it's offensive based in like how they deal with mental disorders and with you know him dressing like his mom and yeah and things like that. Like it's of its time, and not that that always like gives someone like a, a pass for for what is presented. Yeah, but it didn't bother me like I was thinking it was going to. And it feels like it's dealing with because I feel like Dress to Kill is a lot like Psycho and a lot like Silence of the Lambs, which is to say uh, the, the that subject matter with like trans identity and things like that. Um, uh, those movies are dealing with extreme cases of uh, like a psychosis that it in fact is really removed from being trans or even related to that. And if, you know, I always point to in uh, Silence of the Lambs, they, they did have that line in there where they say, James Gum thinks he's trans, but he isn't. He's, you know, got other issues going. So it's actually dealing with these other types of psychosis that manifest in these ways. And I mean, I, while I am very gay, I am not trans and, so I'm not speaking for the trans community to say this movie is not offensive. I just, I didn't, my, I personally w- did not find it that way when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I would argue with someone if they found it offensive and tell them that they were wrong. Absolutely. I just like from my own personal experience, that's how I came at it. And I watched it this time wondering how I would react, how I would react, but it is beautiful. That museum sequence is absolutely stunning. The music is so fucking good. And there are some truly scary things about it. The only thing I do not like about it is the poster, which I think is iconic and beautiful. The only thing I hate about it is it's like a guy and like a hat at the door. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's a generic Jalo image. It a hundred percent. Yeah, which is it's not so like dumb. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm interested to rewatch it. I yeah, you got it. I've I've really enjoyed it. Like I've seen it probably a few times, uh, at least. I want to say like three times, maybe four at most I've seen it in the past. So I'm interested to rewatch it again. And and again, like, as we say, you know, we consider ourselves a safe place for all horror fans, all walks of life. So again, we're not going to argue with somebody that's like, it is offensive to me. You you know, that's your right. Uh, We're not here to tell you you're wrong. If you're a racist though, I'm not going to support you. I'll just, I'm going to say that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But let's, (laughs) let's amend that though. If you are a racist or transphobic or a homophobic or get out. Yeah. Get out. What are you doing here? We're not cool with that. Get get out of here. We're not your kind of people. I think you'll figure that out real quick. (laughs) But Joe was like, oh, because we had just done blowout and said, you know, oh, I, if, you know, if you. I want to watch body double with you when you watch it. And it just got my mind spinning. Cause we talked about watching it. And then I knew we both hadn't seen the fury or you had a long time ago. I can't remember how that worked. Yeah. Exactly. I'll get into it as we start talking about yeah, it. But I was like, well, let's just do a double feature. Yeah. Like we were away. So we didn't get our traditional, like let's present them to each other, but like it's happening more and more that we're getting very busy. So the episodes are just what they are and that's okay. No one's yeah. uh, upset, but we're still getting them out to you. So, yeah. you know, yeah. forward momentum. We cannot, we can't give up on that. So before we get into them, are, is there anything else you want to say or anything that you watch that you can remember? That's that's really all I can think of right now. All right. Well, so we just recently did blow out not too long ago. And so, yes, Brian De Palma has been on the mind and um, loved that movie so much. And then Joe put on Dress to Kill. I just talked about how we got here. Here we are. Yeah. So first of all, so we're doing a De Palma Double fist, yeah. A, deep, a DPDF, if you will. DPDP. <laughs> that's that's you know, a DP squared, if you will. Yep. So we're gonna start in 1978 with the Fury, and the tagline is an experience in terror and suspense. And the description is a government agent is determined to come to his son's rescue when a sinister official kidnaps him to harness his extremely powerful psychic abilities. First of all, all of these movies have like an experience in dot, dot, dot. <laughs> like all of them. I watched a trailer for Blowout, trailer for this, Dress yep. to Kill. Oh my God. Their, their taglines are awful and delicious. Yeah, They knew how to try and sell him at this yep. period in time in his pre like... Uh, as as I've mentioned before, it really feels like De Palma has his first career as like a horror and thriller director. Uh, and then like in the 80s, he does Scarface. And then after that seemed to be kind of like his segue into doing these like crime 
and gangster and just other types of movies that were pretty far removed from his horror thriller days. Now, real quick, on that documentary I watched about found footage, they talk about a found footage Brian De Palma film. That he did some movie that's like faux found footage. Oh, really? Does this not ring a bell? No, I don't remember. Well, talk to me about The Fury. The Fury. So I thought I had seen this. But watching okay. this, I'm like, none of it was familiar. So I'm like, okay, maybe I haven't. And I've just heard the name a bunch. I know for a minute, I felt like this was a cable, like constantly run. I felt on some random cable channels to fill out time. But I had no fucking idea what was going on in this movie most of the time. I had to keep going online and reading a synopsis. I'm glad I'm not alone. I did not do that, but I was right there with you. Uh, this movie has way too much plot and plot lines for its own good. <laughs> Uh, to really yeah. like for anything to land with a lot of impact where you're like, who's that guy? They keep introducing characters <laughs> without really like introducing them. So I'm like, wait, who's this guy? What's he doing? There's the girl with the powers at the Academy. But then Kirk Douglas is like a James Bond guy whose son gets kidnapped <laughs> by the government and they turn him in evil. And like, there's so much going on. I mean, it it's not really boring is. to watch because it just keeps moving. There's like so I was much bored, but yeah, it, it's overwhelming. Not fully understanding like why everyone is in such an urgent rush or what's happening. So, yeah, I mean, and there, I would say that there's a handful, probably five like sequences or moments that are fantastic. So that's what yes. makes this rise a little bit above how it would have been without those things, because I found it to be quite dull for the most part, like just long chunks of like not caring and -hmm. not being invested. But then there'd be this awesome car chase scene or (laughs) like some blood squirt from people's eyes and shit like that. Yeah. The psychic like stuff, uh, spoilers guys, but you, if, if you, you know, the drill spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. But, uh, when he like is torturing the, woman and like lifts oh her God. up and she's I bleeding and that. spinning around and like spinning and the blood i was like this sequence is so awesome yeah like that's awesome the ending when the dude when john cassavetes explodes like oh that's... my i was like this is pre ready or not this is a hundred percent like yep. that's <laughs> awesome and the movie just ends there and you're like With his fa- and like the effects are pretty good like yeah. especially the the time people must have been like how did they blow somebody up yeah because <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty good it's that's awesome um i mean i'm watching it i'm like i do like kirk douglas like i feel like uh uh, he he's like one of my dad's actors for sure because you know he did so many like war movies and all these like manly man kind of movies back in the day that like i grew up watching kirk douglas and so many things so i'm like he's great to watch like he's got a you know He's fun as this kind of like aging James Bond type running around in this movie. And Dennis Franz, who's And then so Dennis good. Franz shows up for a minute, but he he's like so young. He steals his scenes for oh, sure. Oh my god. I thought that this had a good sense of humor, which mm-hmm. I don't really find so much in the other movies that we've watched. I found yes. this one for as droll as it was, had a lot of humor as well. Just not enough to keep the energy up. Yeah, and and this movie really felt like an experiment in terror. Pa- in terror, <laughs> uh, for De Palma, in that you kind of had like these. It was like two movies, kind of Frankenstein yes. together, where yes. you got the horror stuff, but then he's got this conspiratorial thriller, and he yeah. like kind of mashed them together, but didn't quite get the mix, the ratio just right, or they didn't seamlessly integrate. And I mean, those are like kind of his two, especially at this point in his career in the seventies and eighties, he's either doing like horror thrillers or these more, you know, based on conspiracies and stuff like blowout that he keeps kind of going back and forth between those. And this movie kind of feels like a rough draft of like trying to really explore both of those at the same time, but didn't quite get it. Yeah, and two other fun appearances, one being Daryl Hannah, who was very young. She was in like the scene at the beginning at like the girls' school. Oh wow, I didn't and realize then Large Marge. Yeah. <laughs> which was so exciting. And then Large Marge is in there. <laughs> Loved that. And yeah, I thought it was fine. I, I could have gone for it being like an hour and a half. I really didn't understand how the sun turned evil. Like, I I missed that. Like, I didn't know. And, like, if he can read minds and do shit, like, how did he not know that, like, Amy Irving was, like, 
helping and not bad. Yeah. How did he not know that his dad was there? And why did he hate his dad? Like, I was just confused. No, none of it made any sense. What I was reading online is that they 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 exper- they were experimenting on him and like brainwashed him. I guess. Well, I, now that you're saying that, like they were making him watch a video of like his dad getting shot and the shootout, and yep. I just was confusing. It's just rushed and not really explained well. But like, don't take longer, okay? Yeah, yeah, but don't take longer because this movie was already like, I was I was like uh, uh, recuperating from my illness watching this one today, uh, and that Sarah was in the. Rough. Yeah, it felt like forever. And Sarah was in the other room listening. And she's like, are you still watching that same damn movie? And I was like, it's like two hours. I was like, this is too long. Now, why did he have to destroy Dennis Franz's car? Like, why did he do that? I don't know. Like, they were friends. They got along. The co- yeah. like They were like security guards as opposed to cops or something. Yeah, something like that. And like, they were all getting along. And then I, he was just like, he's like, not a scratch. And then he ruins his car. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't understand. I did read uh, that apparently this was the first collaboration of De Palma and Dennis Franz. Uh, okay. Because De Palma saw Dennis Franz do a stage show and was okay. like immediately like, this guy's going in my next flick and just offered him this oh role, God. apparently. Yeah. So, uh, He's and just then, so good. And then from there, Dennis Franz would go on to do Dress to Kill, Blowout, and Body Double. Okay. So, yes, there was, circling back to this, in 2007, Brian De Palma did a movie called Redacted that was, like, found footage. Oh, okay. It's about, like, war. Yeah, his later work, like, uh, because I forgot, he also did that movie Mission to Mars. Oh, right, Which was, like, I remember seeing it in high school (laughs) as a teenager going to the theater to see it, uh, and it's not a good movie from what I remember. Yeah, I mean, I'm not into gangsters and all that shit, so I haven't watched any of that stuff. But I, I just want him to go back to to form because I mean, these early movies, even The Fury, which I didn't love, had still had like some really great scenes. So like, I'm all about it still. But like the early stuff, I mean, now I feel like I've watched all of the early. I should rewatch Phantom of Paradise because it's been a long time. Yeah, and I don't think I really even knew it was Brian De Palma when I watched it. Yep. But I like the, these early early eighties, late seventies horror thrillers are just fucking dynamite. There's just lots of good cinematography, lots yeah. of good imagery, some really good characters, and just awesome. Yeah, he did these really good thrillers, and he, you know, I'm also I'm into you know gangster stuff, or what I'll say is like uh, good good gangster movies, uh, but. I mean, he's De Palma even made like two of the greatest between Scarface and um, he also did The Untouchables. Okay. Which is probably like, you know, with Robert De Niro as Al Capone in that and uh, Kevin Costner as uh, uh, Elliot Ness. It's like, you know, one of the greatest uh, gangster movies of all time. So you you did it's been a long time since you've been uh up to snuff i think to palma i'm sorry but uh but then again it's like where can you go when you've done such great work before yeah it can be a task to but do also it again. it's okay to not be so hot anymore it's okay to just have a, a brief moment in time when you're really striking gold especially yeah. in film where it is captured and lives on forever forever yeah absolutely well, so i mean we hope yeah Absolutely. Hopefully. Anything else you want to say about the Fury? I mean, maybe our our crazy explanation of this movie, because it sounds like five different movies we've been talking about, but it, it felt it felt like it was all over the place. So maybe you'll want to check this one out. But yeah. Um to me, yeah, I mean, I was not I'd heard this talked about like it's some kind of great forgotten like cult film. So I know it's got its fan base, but I was not wowed. So yeah, again, some great scenes and that's, that's what I would stick with and a hundred percent agree with. Mm-hmm. And I know when we had previously talked about it, you talked about like, this was his version of Carrie or that there was some Carrie and I know he directed Carrie, yeah. but like they, they couldn't be further apart. Like I didn't feel like it at all was trying to be a Carrie ripoff. Yeah. I mean, there were elements of course that were shared, but it didn't feel like he was trying to like like how lots of directors try to like M night Shyamalan try to do a movie and it just feels like a replication of like the previous thing in lots of ways. It didn't feel like that here. 
Yeah, exactly. And it is fascinating that he did this movie. He did Carrie and then this movie based on another novel about psychic powers where it's like, okay, he clearly felt like he wanted to keep mining that. Like maybe mm-hmm. he was just really fascinated by telekinesis or whatever. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this again. I haven't said everything I need to on this yeah. subject. So, but Carrie was the superior film. Well, out of five spinning bloody doctors, how many would you give the furry? The f- I mean, The Fury. The Furry might have been a cooler movie if they were furries. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give this two and a half. Okay. I'm going to give it three. (gasps) Which means... Blitz scream. Blitz scream. Oh, we haven't had one of those in a long time, but I love that sound effect. So thank you, Nick, the knife. Yes, we get the split scream in there. I was almost going to give it a three, but I'm like, I don't think I enjoyed this enough to like. I was almost going to give it a three and a half, but I was like, no, 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 no. It's not that good. Those, those, the good, I'd watch a compilation of the cool death scenes and stuff but other than that the rest of the movie was just too much of a slog to get to those scenes so 100 p yep so we'll take us into our next one all right man we're doing body double now which the tagline is you can't believe everything you see And the description is, after losing an acting role and his girlfriend, Jake Scully finally catches a break. He gets offered a gig house-sitting in the Hollywood Hills. While peering through the beautiful home's telescope one night, he spies a gorgeous blonde dancing in her window. But when he witnesses the girl's murder, it leads Scully through the netherworld of the adult entertainment industry in a search for answers with porn actress Holly Body as his guide. (laughs) What a wild little movie. Okay, so here's my first thought. And again... Everybody, these movies are old, but spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Go watch this one. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Dress to Kill, like I'm like, are we never, are we not supposed to know this is Michael Caine? Because I 100% know it's Michael Caine. Like, you know, it's the doctor who is Bobby. Yes. Here, I 100% from the get go knew that the Native American was his friend. Yes, absolutely. Like, no doubt in my mind. I'm like, that's his friend. His friend set him up. Like, it all feels so obvious. And Joe said, when I brought this up, Joe said, maybe it's just because so many movies have done this sort of thing now that our minds are just sort of have that programming to figure that out quicker than you did back in the early 80s. Maybe. I mean, because I'm watching it. And I'm like, it's so clearly Greg Henry with makeup on. Like, because <laughs> like, Greg Henry is a very distinct looking guy. Uh, so the profile is like the same, just with makeup on his face, so like a mask. So you're like, it's gotta be the same dude. Yeah. I don't know. Now, did you catch Barbara Crampton as soon as you saw her? Yes. I was like, I Barbara, didn't. I was like, Barbara Crampton. <laughs> I didn't know she was in it. And like, we were maybe a quarter of the way through or a halfway. And Joe was looking at IMDb and he's like, was that Barbara Crampton? That was his girlfriend. I was like, oh my God, was it? Like, I just... Didn't put it together. Well, Very young Barbara Crampton. I'll do you even one better. Uh, when they're shooting the porno, the like the, the one guy that goes, where's the cum shot? Uh, that was Rob Paulson, who's a famous voice actor. Uh, okay. He was Yakko in Animaniacs, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Okay. Uh, he was Raphael in the original Ninja Turtles cartoon. Oh, so wow. as soon as I heard that voice, I'm like, that is Raphael saying cum shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it kind of it broke my childhood brain for a minute and then i looked it up and it's like yep rob paulson doing a cameo i was like oh my god and i didn't know that that was actually frankie goes to hollywood what is that band called yeah frankie goes Relax. to hollywood that that was like the actually the lead singer singing the song in it yep it was i like that, that sequence part. was very rocky horror mixed with like sunset boulevard very awesome. insane that that all of a sudden is just in there where you're like <laughs> i think i think De Palma was reaching back to his phantom of the paradise days to throw yeah, a little, that makes a little rock opera in there for us but like um, this movie i had like i had so much fun but i also was like well where's melanie griffith yeah (laughs) i had a blast with this one like this is definitely music i loved so much i love that 80s synth oh i love it i love the music and it's a uh that that one actually i I do want to say i did like the music in the fury that was one of the highlights and it was john williams right that was john williams yeah and then this movie was pino didaggio i think is his name okay um italian composer he did the score of um don't look now 
which oh, I think okay. is which I need is to rewatch that. That's an amazing score. Like it'll get stuck in your head when you watch that movie. But yeah, he's a he's a all time great film composer. Yeah, it's a very silly little movie. But there's again, like all De Palma, there are some extremely amazing sequences. Like there's the sequence towards the end when he's it, down in the in the hole and then that like it's sort of like coming to like coming into his own and like not being afraid anymore and then there's the very end during the credits which is also just absolutely amazing there's so just, much fun yeah, that so end much sequence, fun. as the credits play over it and he's just like back to making the movie i'm like this is incredible but it drove me nuts that there was no like reconciliation between him and Melanie Griffith. Like obviously it happened yeah, because but you she's don't, there at the end. But, you don't like, see it. There's the, like, I was sure that his friend was going to pop up out of the water at the end, mm-hmm. you know, that there was going to be a scare and then she was going to realize it wasn't him, even though she thought it was, but it just like ended there. It was just like so weird. <laughs> yeah. So it odd. was kind of a weird ending. And I'm like, didn't you remember, like, I know you got hit in the head, but do you, don't you remember getting in the car with this man you didn't know? And then not remembering anything like how, like, come on. A little bit sloppy. I wonder, oh, if, I wonder if something was cut for time in this one. Oh, I don't know. That's Maybe. an interesting question. There, Maybe did you read any of the trivia? I read about how, number one, De Palma made this movie. Like, it, the reason it's got so much, like, all the porn stuff in there and, uh, and like, the violence was uh, he was mad at the MPAA. He, like, he wanted to get an X rating. Because oh. uh, the movie he did before this was Scarface. Okay. Uh, and Scarface notoriously kept getting rated X or, you know, NC 17 for content. Uh, and that kept pissing him off. So he had to keep cutting things to get the R rating. So he went into this movie, like determined to make them give him the NC 17 right off the bat. Cause he's like, I want to fuck with them with the amount of like eroticism and violence I put in this movie. Okay. So. Yeah, I read some review and I forgot to write down who it was, but it says Brian De Palma lets all his obsessions hang out in body double. A voyeur's delight and a feminist nightmare. Sex Spencer features an outrageously far-fetched and flimsy plot. That's a sex, like a suspenser. Yeah. Sex Spencer. It's a weird word. Sex Spencer. But yeah, it's interesting because lots of these early movies, they definitely talk about how, like, how misogynistic they are. Yeah. And I could see, like, if if maybe if, you know, I could, I would be interested to read, like, a paper about that. Because I could see why someone would think that. And there's a lot of, like, rubbing the nipples and things very close up in this and in Dress to Kill. Which he got the idea for this based on using a body double in the opening of Dress to Kill. Which all makes so much sense. I definitely did not put it together. Spoilers, I know we've just sling them around like like pizza slices i don't know what that means yeah but um when he realized melanie griffith was doing the same dance i thought that she and that other woman like worked at the same club or they were both porno actors like i didn't put it together that he knew that she had been the one in the window like when he said that to her i was like wait what (laughs) like i just i didn't understand that that's what had happened and i'm like oh well that's the whole point of this movie body double i get it but i didn't piece that together myself yeah, and so my experience with this movie previously, too, is, like, I remembered the beginning really well. Like, as I was watching this, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember he's making the movie. He has the panic attack, blah, blah, blah. Like, I remembered those early scenes super well. And then from there, it goes into a bunch of stuff that I don't remember. So, I, I, again, I'm thinking, like, I must have just put this movie on and then didn't actually, like, pay attention to it <laughs> like in the, the last time I had visited it. So, yeah, but I did remember that scene, too, where he, but like you were, I was confused. Like, I didn't understand the plot point, the original viewing that, oh, she was the one doing it. I was like, what, what, why does he, why is he mesmerized by this porn movie? Like, yeah, what, what's the connection? Uh, like, I didn't remember not understanding that. But then again, like I said, I was probably only half watching the movie, it turns out, because I don't remember most of it. So, but I loved 80s De Palma. Like, I know Blowout, mm-hmm. I think, came in, came out in like 80, but therefore it was like made in the 70s. And it definitely has the feel of a 70s movie. But yep. this is like pure. 80s and i loved it so much i love that 80s hollywood sort of feel that house was so cool the music just the style was and i i don't even know that main actor but i know he's from nightmare on elm street 3 like as soon as i saw him I'm like, oh yeah that's the doctor yep (laughs) uh amazing kill sequence the drill oh so good so well done like you're like holy crap like 
again, people spoilers, but when he's on the first floor and it's coming through the ceiling and pouring the blood down yes. on him, you're like, holy shit, that is such a good gag, as they call them in the special effects industry. Like, really good. Yeah, and my favorite line in it was, I'm not just some fucking stunt cock, I'm an actor. <laughs> I say that line all the time. Yeah, as you should. <laughs> you should be respected. I know, right? Yeah, this movie too, uh, I like first heard of it was as a teenager when I read the novel American Psycho, because it's yes. referenced in the novel as Patrick Bateman's favorite movie because he's super turned on by the drill scenes. So that makes so much sense. In the book, so he constantly rents this movie to watch it. And the sequence where they do relax was used the following year for that nightclub scene in Fright Night. Oh, it was. Which was. always I thought was so hot. I always thought that was super duper hot. Oh, that's, yeah, that's an awesome sequence. Yeah. Yeah, body double. I also wanted to say that I watched this movie mostly on the train coming back from Chicago. So I was <laughs> angling my my phone so people weren't like, who's this guy watching porno on the train? Because there's so much nudity in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of boobies. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. A lot of. So I was trying to sit play. there with it like angled, so like people can't walk by and see what I'm watching. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, this one is like, this is a I, I and again, so much Hitchcock referencing coming at you because I know they're saying it's very liberally borrows from uh, Rear Window and Vertigo. Vertigo. Yeah, but there's some Psycho in there too because. Uh, the car sequences when he's driving along and it's very clearly like a rear projection behind them. They look exactly like the scenes from psycho of people driving cars. Like they're staged exactly the same. So I'm like, that's yeah. And it's interesting. We watched a couple of the special features on the DVD of dress to kill. Cause that's what we watched dress to kill on. Uh-huh. And they're from like the nineties or something. Maybe. Yeah. Probably like the late nineties. And Brian De Palma, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but he talked about how like people say he like is ripping off Alfred Hitchcock and he's not. And I'm like, uh, yes, you are. <laughs> and hey. I don't fault him because it's good. It's like homages. But yeah. like he made it very like he made it seem very much like, no, these are my own films. Like they they I shouldn't be compared. And it's like, I yeah. Yeah, I never I got that. Like I always thought the intention was I am homaging doing homages to Alfred Hitchcock. Cause it's like, they're very well done. Uh, but yeah, no, I had always read that. Like he gets mad and yeah, says, he seemed that way. It has nothing to do with Hitchcock. And you're like, how can you say that at all? Cause very much. Yeah. Even the screenwriter, a body double was like, we've sat together and watched rear window <laughs> and vertigo while developing the story. So like, yes. And speaking of, um, so I do like, I have, uh, where is it? The, Criterion Collection dressed to kill. Oh, I think that is actually what we watched. That's that's what that special's on. Yeah, I so I definitely gotta watch that because I don't think I've watched all the special features on this one. But you know, they've done Dress to Kill. Uh Criterion has done Blowout in like a really good addition I'd love to own. Um, and the rumor is that they're going to put out body double at some point. Like I kept reading online. I guess there is like a Blu-ray out there, but I'm holding out for Criterion Collection to do it because the rumor is that they're going to do like a deluxe edition. I bet you it'll be like ultra high def 4K or whatever, but do it already, Criterion. I want it. So now I'm going to make you do a Sophie's Choice, but instead of having two kids and having to get rid of one, I'm going to have you look at all Brian De Palma's films and you can only keep two. All the rest will be erased from the memory of the world. Holy crap. Which two De Palmas do you keep? Okay, well, right now, because like... Uh, again, being in Chicago and having just done like a walking tour about a lot of Al Capone stories, I'm like, I really need to rewatch Untouchables because that's a, a great Capone based movie. But I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe I won't feel the same if I watch it again. But maybe, uh, maybe not. Um, but based on my current taste for De Palma, I mean, I'm going to keep dressed to kill. I feel like it lo- lives large in my mind. Uh, Cause like, I keep thinking about this movie too, body double. It was so good. I'm going to do that for the sake of creating conversation. I'm going to keep, <laughs> I'm keeping dressed to kill and body double. Okay. I would also keep dressed to kill, but my second would be Carrie. 
Okay. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I fucking love it. And I yeah. just think it is iconic. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard because I also want to say blowout because it's amazing. I want to say so good. Carrie yeah. is so good. I mean, really, he has a handful of brilliant films. Yeah. I remember Phantom of the Paradise being really good when I saw it like a long time ago, being like, this is so weird and cool. But was that um, before Carrie? Mm, maybe. Okay. I think, yes, I think it was. I think Phantom of the Paradise was early 70s. Yeah, 74. And I think Carrie was 70 CX. Okay. But yeah, I would like to rewatch that. I bet it's fun and like campy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should do it on here because I don't remember it very well. So maybe that could be a special episode Let's later. Let's have a break from De Palma, though. Oh, yeah. One day, I mean, you know, one when we day. do. When Let's we have do... a one day break and we'll come back to it the next yeah, episode. Yeah, the next episode. <laughs> when we... No, I'm thinking like 500 episodes later, we'll get around to it. <laughs> well, I guess that's it. Out of, uh, out of five uh, power drills through the torso. How many do you give body double? I'm going to go four. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go four and a half. I was going to go four, but I just had so much damn fun watching this that I'm going four and a half. All right. Well, then we have one. Scare of approval. Yeah, buddy. Because I already want to watch this again. Like that's the impact it had on me. It was like, I can't wait to rewatch this. (laughs) So it was, it was fun. It was fun. Yep, it sure was, and I'm glad I I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I had I'm a like, De Palma weekend with my husband. Three yeah. good De Palmas. Well, yeah. two good De Palmas and one De Palma. Yeah, and one so so De Palma. <laughs> so yeah, that's it, guys. That was uh, scaring is De Palma. Write <laughs> <laughs> to us. Tell us your favorites, which ones we maybe like that you don't. Whatever. Scaring or sharing at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, your THRTS. Yeah. Do you have some insight? I really want to watch his very first movie, Murderella Mode. Oh. Um, which was the flick that uh, they're watching on TV in a scene in Blowout which I think okay. we did discuss in our prior episode. If you've not listened to that one, go back and listen to us talk about blowout a few episodes yes. ago. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was his first movie, which was like a, looks like a Gothic kind of murder mystery. So I'm interested to see that someday. Interesting. All right. Well, Jeremy, as always, it's fantastic to spend time with you. Yes. And discussing those Brian De Palma movies. Cause yeah, we, we just love them. We do. We love them. And everybody, just please remember that evil dies tonight. And try not to get COVID like I did. Remember, <laughs> it's still out there. I can't believe I went this long. This is my first bout with it. So at least knowingly. And everybody, um, real quick PSA. It's not allergies, okay? It's <laughs> not allergies. Says, I just got bad allergies. I'm like, uh-huh, I'm stepping away from you because everyone says you. it at first. But I can understand. You don't want the stigma. And also, let's end the stigma of COVID. Yes, I just read an article <laughs> that was saying, like, now that it's endemic, we're all going to get it probably multiple times from now on. It'll be yep. a recurring thing. So just... It's okay. It's okay. Um, but it's not your you fault. Know, it's not it's, your fault. It's not your fault, guys. <laughs> but remember, death to Videodrome. Long live the new flesh. Bye. Scaring is sharing. Scaring is sharing. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.